First one for 2024 as uh, Talking Travel kicks into gear. And Barry Warwick's decided, you know what? Episode 01, I want to have a crack at it. Good afternoon, Barry. Good afternoon, Mark. And uh, I know lots to cover today, but first up, uh, cruising so, so popular, and many uh, folks here in the Hunter love their cruises. Boy, oh boy, have you gone to kickstart today. I certainly have. Look, this is in 2026, so you've got a couple of years to save up. <laughs> but you'll need it to be planning on this, boy. Um, and look, this one's 131 nights. Um, luxury cruise that um, starts off in Los Angeles. It's called the Ring of Fire Cruise. So um, it comes across the Pacific. It's a small ship. It only has around about um, 229 cabins. So, you know, 550 passengers. So uh, it just gets into some of those smaller little islands that you you can only dream about. So, so, so again, how many how many folks? How how many cabins on that? Uh, 229. You say that's so. a smaller one. How many w- roughly would an average cruise liner be that we see rolling? Look, an average cruise liner um, has anywhere from two to 3,000 passengers. Okay. So and when there's the a smaller really one. really big ones have 6,000. It's amazing, isn't it? Plus crew. So you <laughs> yeah, that, there's they, a few towns that are even that big, aren't they? That's true, that's true. But back to the main one for today. I mean, like I said, only a couple of hundred, so it's, it's a very much a smaller one. And let's take us through the Ring of Fire. Yeah, well, it's got 63 destinations on the cruise. Uh, you visit 14 different countries, travel 28,000 nautical miles, and in some of the ports you spend seven overnights. But the thing that really grabbed me with this one is that it's uh, visiting some of the smaller places in... Um, you know, coming across the the Pacific from Los Angeles, you do Honolulu, of course, but then um, you go out to a smaller island and then uh, you come down, you see Bora Bora in Tahiti, but then you do a, a couple of really uh, small um, islands in French Polynesia. So it's just getting you into places that... It would be even hard to get to if you wanted to fly, you know, if you were just going to that uh, destination. And even though uh, I suppose technically if you're looking through your numbers, you might be able to use some long service for it. But generally speaking, I would imagine the amount of time that this one takes, it's, it's, it's probably geared for retirees and that would be the bulk of the, the custom. Um, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, and people that are fairly financially viable because this particular ship has, uh, it includes not only all your meals and the high quality mm-hmm. meals, but includes all your drinks as well. Uh, yes, you can pay extra if you want that really special bottle of champagne or whatever, but, you know, generally speaking, once you've paid it, uh, it's it's all paid. But uh, some of the other destinations, like it goes, uh, it comes to um, Vanuatu at goes to New Zealand, uh, does the the Fiordland National Park. It, it calls in at a number of places in New Zealand. Uh, then comes across and circumna- or half-circumnavigates um, Australia. And I, I looked at it and there was a place called Robe. And I thought, I've never ever heard of Robe. There you go. Apologies if you're from Robe this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and... Look, it's a town, it's a very historic town in, in South Australia. Um, it has fishing, lakes, forests, 
and um, it is actually quite popular with tourists. It's just that I hadn't come across it. Um, but other things that it takes in, or this particular cruise takes in, it goes into the Philippines, into Indonesia, into Makassar, which um, is probably more back in my era, and um, then um, does 14 places in Japan before then going on to um, Alaska. So, um, and finishing up in Vancouver. So it really is one of those, you know, wonderful wonderful cruises. How popular are this, is this style of cruising becoming? I mean, this is not a short cruise by any means, but uh, and, and obviously it's not for every, every pocket either, but is this becoming more popular? Um, look, they always sell well, and mm. would you believe this is, um, it's for 2026, but already one of the grades has sold out. Oh, there's your answer right there. So, and yeah, we're two years away. And we're two, yeah. <laughs> For the record, uh, Barry, Robe, fishing port on the limestone coast of South Australia, population 1,252. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> so it's a small town. Quite often we, we love holidays, we love going on holidays, and sometimes you sort of put bits and pieces together. I'll do a t- this part of a tour and then something else tacked onto the end of it because it's, it's all about building a holiday that you want. But what happens if the rug's pulled out from part of that tour? That's, that's never a whole lot of fun for anybody. No, and look, normally um, tour companies will can will withdraw. Well, they term it withdraw tours um, a couple of months in advance. But you know, half the fun of doing a holiday is the planning, uh, putting things together that you particularly Someone say it's want. The stressful part. I find it the fun part. But anyway, <laughs> that's right. It gives you something to look forward to, um, and then when that tour's withdrawn it can create a whole lot of uh, problems. And it's one of the reasons why um, when I first started in the travel industry, there'd be tours withdrawn. You'd try and scramble and find some alternative. And so people were doing not exactly what they wanted, uh, but airfares were a little bit more flexible in those days. Now um, you buy your, uh, your alternative airfares or airfares to get there and airfares internally Mm. Um, and they're all non-refundable or they have high cancellation costs. So um, I usually steer people towards uh, tours that are guaranteed to depart. So usually the tour operators will set aside a number of tours. It might not fit in exactly with what you want but it'll work. But when it's withdrawn um, they'll they're obligated to give you a full refund, but they're not obligated to pay anything towards the cancellation fees that you may experience or the things that you have to start doing. Yeah, because any any costs that you incur, like uh, you might be a tour that takes you from here to another part of the world, but then you're going to tack on something from there to continue. Well, that's kind of on you. And then, like you said, I know it's a couple of months out, but a couple of months in travel term is not really that long. So then good luck just finding a flight that's going to fit in with part two of your tour. Yeah, and the tour might have been, say, from the uh, 1st of April to the 15th of April. Mm. Are you going to find a tour that you really like that is just going to slot into that and that's available? So... Does travel insurance help with this murky stuff in the middle that we're talking? No, travel travel insurance usually, you know, if your plane's delayed mm. um, and then you have to pay to catch up to your tour, 
um, it'll, it'll come in there, but you still... Uh, and the the amounts are fairly limited, so you still may be out of pocket. Um, and look, when, when planes are delayed, and uh, again, I always try and get people to spend that extra couple of nights mm. prior to their tour, um, just so that if something happens, they've got a chance of still getting there, getting on the tour and not having to um, muck around. Yeah, I I mean, ha- having a few hours is not going to cut it if all of a sudden the plane's like, you're not getting on the one to the next day, probably. No, that's right. Mm. So... I'm guessing this is where um, going through your local travel agent is probably more suggested, with the, particularly with these type of tours, right, so that they can sort of steer you and the things that you know, like you said, there's some that have gar- tours that have guaranteed departure versus anything else that can just be withdrawn. Um, yeah. So there's the kind of the tricks that you can go, well, I know you want to do this, but we recommend you do this on your travel instead. Yeah, and at, at least if um, we... Plus, the tour company and ourselves will look at a whole range. So the, you know, say it's the travel, uh, the travel corporation, they'll look at their portfolio of uh, holidays to, to show you something that is, mm-hmm. uh, or to replace it. However, um, we also look at about ten other companies that may have oh, a wow. departure okay. that will. You know, fit in, and it doesn't always work. And sometimes you do something that you've perhaps done a little bit of before, but um, quite often it's better than paying all of those cancellation fees. Yeah, and it's the last thing on holiday. It's supposed to be a time of joy, and <laughs> you don't want extra bills. <laughs> yes. Our first talking travel for 2024, and uh, sitting in for Sally Lucas today, of course, our old mate over here, who uh, Barry, uh, you ready to uh, look at some of those? Hot deals today. Yeah, look, um, I thought I'd start off, uh, seeing as I started with cruises, finish up with cruises, but um, Princess have got some uh, drop-and-go fares and some of the destinations that you can go to, drop-and-go fares are last minute, so good value. Save me asking, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I thought I'd better clarify that. Um, Yeah, so they're they're good value, um, but they're only for those people Mm. that can... You know, go at the last minute. I'm guessing there are people that kind of just sort of sit on that too. They're like, well, we, we, we're happy to go on a cruise, so we, we're just good. We're, we're, bags packed, ready to go. Yep, and they, they, are, they are. They just wait for these and <laughs> it's excellent value mm. and they have the, the fun of cruising. It's, it's almost but not quite those old school um, mystery... Mystery flights. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's not quite a mystery. You'll know where you're going, but you won't sort of have that months of like, <laughs> we're going to Hawaii. You're like, <laughs> you're like, well, tomorrow we're going to... We're going... Uh, I'm not sure where, but <laughs> <laughs> we're going. But look, some, some of the, the dates that, of these are, you know, 26th of February, that's... Um, wow, yeah. At a, Three at weeks. <laughs> an Australia vacation. It's just going out to sea, but, you know, it's three days. It's mm. good for a sampler. Um, there's one in Tasmania, um, there's one in Queensland, um, there's a couple to Fiji in the South Pacific. So if those destinations float you both and... Oh, I see you what you did really there. <laughs> we see what you did there. <laughs> good, good pun. <laughs> it was. So um, you can just drop and go. And look, 
if you want to go further afield, there's some of these around Japan as well. So um, it's just not limited to um, Australia or Tahiti. I've got a, there's a few that so you can fly to Tahiti. Tahiti's notoriously expensive, so on a cruise. It makes it even better value than mm-hmm. ever before. So, um, you know, maybe for those that have time, have the money and can just go now, um, inquire about those. Hit that's for for folks who, if they pack their bag today, they can be ready to go tomorrow. I'm going to ask you a quick question on cruising before we uh, we move on, Barry. That like a lot of folks love cruising and they do, it. and I ask these people all the time. But um, for people, say like myself, who would always love to go cruising, we go. You know what? I get crook as anything. Is there a way? Is there a workaround for those folks? No, that face says otherwise. No, well, you have to be a little bit selective. So the bigger the boat, the more stable it is, and the mm. less you're likely to get seasick. Um, and there is an injection that you can actually have, um, which apparently will calm you down. Um, there are other. You know, you can try the tablets. Um, you can try the C bands. People swear by them, um, but if the worst comes to the worst, you can have this this uh, injection. However, having said that, I do know one person that even after having the injection was still sick. Yeah. So, uh, but it does depend a lot on the size of the boat. Mm. Um, I saw a maitre d' at one of the restaurants looking really green at one <laughs> stage, and I said, look, this is your life. You, you actually yeah. uh, are at sea all the time, and he said... Yep, I'm not usually on bigger boats. Ah, uh, oh, okay. So there's there, there's your answer right there. Yeah. So um, you know, even though the the workers sometimes become ill. Yeah. All right. I think we've we've gone to the bottom of the list, haven't yep, we? We're we've, done. We've gone. We're done. All yeah. right, mate. You are you yeah. are free to go, Barry. Thank you All so right. much. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Mark. All right, there he is, our travel guide, Barry uh, Warwick, uh, looking after talking travel. Uh, wrapping it up there for you at 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>